You're now listening to the You Run Podcast. True crime. This podcast is unique. Heather, tell them why. You choose the cases. You share your opinion. And I hit you with mine. Opinion. He got an easier death than he deserved. An eyewitness later described Bundy's last moments of life. He made reference to his loved ones and to his family when he was saying his last words. A serial killer comes about by the circumstances and like um. This is the You Run Podcast. This is the only true crime podcast where we put you in control. You become part of our team as me and Heather take you through the cases that you have chosen. This is not our show. This is your true crime. That bitch is cray cray. She's real crazy. Hello. Welcome to Extended Cut, the show where me and Heather. Hey, guys. <laughs> they know it's me. I ain't got to say my name. Fuck y'all. I mean, not fuck y'all. I'm sorry I didn't say that. Oh, my God. Take it back. Delete that out. That was Patricia. <laughs> Uh, there goes half our listeners. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, and this month, uh, Tasha. Hello. Uh, we go deeper into the case of our last case, covering topics that yes. we didn't get to talk about in the last episode. Um, this month's case was Chris Benoit. And honestly, you are about to get the most controversial episode we have ever aired. Yes. I am going to say things that's going to upset a lot of people. And I've already I've already had some death threats. And let's be honest, fuck you guys. You don't like it. Let's let's see. You just said it. You just said fuck you too. So I don't take my fuck you back. I'm I'm not. It's for you. Uh, Take it. I think it's only fair now that we've both done it. Tasha, could you tell the listeners just to fuck off? That'd be good. Fuck every single one of you. There we go. Super aggressive. (laughs) <laughs> uh, at 100% that is the clip I'll be using to promote this episode I can't wait, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Uh, now, as I've said on the last episode in the lead up to this I received numerous threats um, about mm. talking about conspiracy theories now I understand this is not an old case it's not something that happened 100 years ago it's fairly yeah. recent I appreciate people have strong feelings about this case but I will not shut my mouth because you've told me to. No. And you all need to behave yourselves. This is a show investigating true crime. And we look at the facts. We look at the theories. And we also look at the conspiracy theories. And if that's not your Mm -hmm. cup of tea, then don't listen to this episode. Stop yeah, now. I mean, Switch it off. That. This is, if you don't like it, why are you our, <laughs> This is our run podcast and that's what we're doing and these are our opinions and you're going to respect them thank you um we're going to dive into some of the more obscure things that happened around this case and there are some really obscure Mm -hmm. strange things uh we're going to start with wikipedia so 14 hours before the police had entered the benoit home chris benoit's wikipedia page was updated to state the following Chris Benoit was replaced by Johnny Nitro for the ECW World Championship match at Vengeance, as Benoit was not not there due to personal issues stemming from the death of his wife, Nancy. Hmm. This is 14 hours before. Before anybody supposedly heard anything, correct? Uh, Yeah, this is before the police. This is before the wellness check. This is before anyone had been to the home. Okay. Um, When police investigated the IP address that was linked to this account because they did investigate this WikiLeak. Um, yeah. It was linked to a, an address in Connecticut, which is where the WWE headquarters are located. Now, I know it's a big mm-hmm. city, but that's a very strange coincidence. Yeah, did someone at WWE know what had happened before they requested the welfare check? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this is just my honest, like, opinion or my thoughts, actually. 
I'm not big into conspiracy theories. I think that it takes <laughs> to another level of using my brain that I really don't want to. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm just being honest here. I'm not saying that some fucked up weird shit didn't happen. Because how mm. the fuck do we ever know anything, right? Yeah. How do, yeah. We, how do we know the details of any actual thing? Because we were not there on the scene. And I'm the type of person that I got to see it to believe it. Yeah. Just like ghost paranormal stuff if i hear something in my house i'm be like okay i'm a little scared but i ain't seen no ghost i'm gonna keep on going to sleep <laughs> but that's that's just how i am i fit i'm more of a physical person i need to smell it i need to see it I, you can't just oh let me read Rick, wikipedia has been notorious for being incorrect from what i understand about stuff so i yeah. don't know I, I get that Wikipedia is incorrect, but in this case, yeah. it was a hundred percent correct. And fourteen hours mm-hmm. before police got there, what's your thoughts yeah. on this, Tasha? Yeah, Tasha, go girl. It's a hell of a coincidence, man. Um, it, I, I really struggled with that one because I mean, there are people that like go in and change pages all the time, and they do ridiculous stuff, yeah. and people want to stir the pot and everything. Um, so. I, to me, it's not that much of a stretch to think that somebody would go in and put something ridiculous, something that they thought was ridiculous in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because they said he'd always been like so reliable with all of his matches and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he's yeah, not showing up. Championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's, it's something that officially the, the guy, they tracked the guy down. You can actually watch mm-hmm. the footage of him being interviewed the guy okay. who posted the WikiLeak, and he said it come oh. from a conversation in a chat room um, on a WWE forum chat room uh, where people oh, were okay. speculating why Chris Benoit wasn't there. And he said, oh, he's probably killed his wife. And then from there, he went, I know what I'll do. I'll go and post that on Wikipedia. Yeah. Which, yeah, that guy's got issues. If you watch the interview, he's got issues. Yeah, uh, something's wrong. I didn't get to see that or know about that, or I would have probably tried to watch it, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if it would have changed my mind a whole lot, but obviously he sounds like a <laughs> nutbag, right? Yeah. Just some uh, person. The thing, the thing with Wikipedia is anyone can update it. For example, yeah. after the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial, someone mm-hmm. updated Amber Heard's Wikipedia page, and it was changed from writer, producer, director, actress, man-beater. Yeah, that was a <laughs> shitty thing. That was a shitty thing to do, wasn't it? Uh, but that that was like that for twenty four hours. So anyone could go in and change Wikipedia. Yeah, that's why yeah. I don't like the the internet's the interwebs frighten me because like yeah, anybody can like get on there and put up anything that you want to. I guess it, if you have if the any, time. Yeah. If any of the listeners want to create a Wikipedia page for me and make up all the stupid <laughs> shit you want, just go right ahead. <laughs> Go right ahead, go, go nuts, and I'll go on there and I'll verify all is true. Uh, but you, you need a pic. Do they put a picture in the Wikipedia, yeah. or do they put pictures? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I don't it, get on Wikipedia. I'll yeah. check it. So. If if anyone's going to create a Wikipedia page, just DM me. I'll send you some pictures to use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Like okay. I feel like on its own, just yeah. some yeah. guy going in and changing the page is not that much of a stretch. Um, yeah. So I, I think it just, I think it's just one hell of a horrible coincidence on that one. Yeah. I know, uh, I'm leaning more towards that too. Yeah. And, and he said he was, when he found out he was devastated and went back in and he removed it himself. So it wasn't taken down. Mm-hmm. He took it down when the news broke the following morning. He kind of mm-hmm. went, that if, if it was a genuine coincidence, a genuine mistake, that morning when he got up and switched on his TV, he must have gone, oh, fuck. He's I'm gonna like shit it. myself like straight up like <laughs> yeah holy god like I need to I need to change my underwear at this point because yeah the odds yeah. of that being the case are just yeah, it's yeah. Cr- that is that is pretty crazy it really is so moving from wikipedia because we've discounted mm-hmm. that that's just a straight up straight up coincidence yeah. I, I think we're all pretty much agreed it's it's yeah. a very odd coincidence but I think I think it is a coincidence. Yeah. Um, let's go on to text messages. Um, <laughs> so text was sent to some of Chris's friends uh, after the 
after the, the autopsy had claimed he was dead. So after mm-hmm. the autopsy said he died on this day, uh, mm-hmm. Chris's phone was still sending text messages after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and his phone was never recovered. His phone was never found. So he was texting all over the weekend. His phone was never pulled from the house ever. Still to this day, never found. Well, that's just, I mean, that's odd, but I guess like if you're, if you're rational, you could think of like 9 million different reasons of why. I don't know that I can still just jump to the conspiracy side of things. It's like, is it shady yeah. police work? Like what's going on? And yeah. would you call that conspiracy? I don't, I mean, cops are, they can be like that. I'm just saying, they, I mean, you know, we have good um, cops, bad cops. So yeah. like that can happen. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, they never found a suicide note, uh, okay. which in a case like this, it, it was well documented by the lead investigator and by many, many other police forces after in a case like this, 99.999% mm-hmm. of the time, there is always a note to explain it. People don't do this and not explain themselves. Uh, mm, I don't but know where they get they that say the figure, thing- but... Didn't they say like later on they found a note in one of the Bibles that said like I'm I'm preparing to leave this earth or something like that? So after mm-hmm. it was about six years after they found in Chris's some of Chris's effects, they found a letter. Uh, it wasn't a suicide note as such, more of a diary entry where he was yeah. talking a lot yeah. about mm-hmm. Eddie and saying that after what happened to Eddie, he's now gearing himself up to end up going the same way so he's making preparations for that to be what will eventually happen oh yeah because he says he's Mm -hmm. like i'll see you soon because Mm -hmm. in the in the documentary that i think we all three watched um that's when they it was it was it was like his journal Mm -hmm. and it was like hey see you soon so that it could be implied that he was planning this is very premeditated in the sense of he knew that he was going to be deceased soon and he was going to wipe everybody out yeah yes that's a it's a scary thing to think about though but yeah i said the other one is the alcohol bottles which i mentioned on the on the main show so there was numerous Mm -hmm. beer bottles and uh, i think there was a bottle of jd that was found um Mm -hmm. some other things that were all empty uh which would insinuate that chris was heavily drinking or that someone was heavily drinking um but all the top screens come back complete. I mean, not like there's a little bit because alcohol stays in on your top screen for three weeks. They can still okay. pick up. So on a top screen, they can still pick up alcohol in your bloodstream that you've had three weeks prior. It's minute amounts, but it's still there. The top yeah. screens were empty. <clears throat> there was no alcohol whatsoever, um, mm. which begs the This is where the conspiracy theory really ramps up for a lot of people because they're like, who was drinking? Why were there empties everywhere? Why yeah. why was all of that alcohol there? Because if they kept a relatively tidy home, that wouldn't yeah. be there. Why was it there? And I think that's one thing that, for me, I can't work out why it's there either. No, that's it. I don't know. When I watched the documentary, I remember them showing, it was even like a, a like partly uh, empty wine bottle. Yeah. Which they... Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make this shit funny, but like that wine bottle would have been empty as fuck if that was me drinking it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying, and like, it was strange that there would be all these empty alcohol bottles or half empty, whatever. And then they're saying that they didn't find any traces of alcohol in the systems. So (sighs) you're making my head hurt. I don't know, bro. (laughs) I mean, this starts, this is where I'm starting to get like, why does everything have to go to a conspiracy theory? Like, yeah. why can't it just be that he had severe problems? His brain was basically fucking scrambled eggs at this point. And this is the honest truth. And why can't it just be an unfortunate case where he couldn't, he did not get help. He could not be helped. And this was inevitable that this was going to happen. You, Instead of everybody yeah. has to come up with some conspiracy shit. <laughs> you, you're, you're not going to like, you're not going to like how this episode progresses. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm eating a gummy bear. I would like, I'd like to know if they did like, 
any kind of DNA testing on those containers to see like who actually may have drank no. them. They just had the barbecue like the weekend before, right? Where yeah. other people were in the house. They ain't do shit, Tasha. This because they mm. want some. They want the fucking weirdos to be like, <laughs> oh my god, aliens. <laughs> they did it, aliens. Because uh. nobody can be rational. Nobody can just say. This is unfortunate. This is what happened. We we got to blame it on something else. So yeah. th- no this leads me into, two, I've got two more bits to this conspiracy theory before I actually tell you what the conspiracy theory is in full. Shit! I uh, thought we were already in it. No, no, not yet. Uh, <laughs> so we've got, uh, the next one is, why was Nancy, a five foot six lady, hands and feet bound, when there is an incredibly strong, ripped professional wrestler, he would have had no need to tie her whatsoever. Mm, oh, God. Okay. I get where you're going with it. Because she's small, right? You would think he's going to overpower her. Uh, it, but... even, even if she was big. I mean, I'm not being funny. This guy can bench 500 no, pounds. This guy I is know. an absolute tank. His neck was as big as my ass. I saw it. I was like, Jesus, like, you know, being pregnant, my butt getting bigger, big butt. But anyway, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was more of a control thing, a control issue, right? To control. It doesn't have to be conspiracies. (laughs) Um, He's controlling. So maybe she wouldn't escape, right? She wouldn't fight back. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, if it started out as like some kind of altercation between the two of them, that could have been his way of like mm-hmm. just trying to subdue her and exactly, you know, whether he walked away and then came back or whatever. Like we just don't. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. No, we don't. And the final mm-hmm. part of this conspiracy is surround CTE and mm-hmm. the findings of the CTE results saying that he had CTE and that he had the. Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's riddled brain of an 85-year-old man. Yes. Now, the argument for this is Chris Benoit was a professional wrestler. He was a businessman. He was a very, very organized man who didn't have a PA or assistant. He organized his own schedule for traveling the world 300 days a year. He ran two separate businesses. And he conducted multiple interviews, worked backstage, met fans, done meet and greets. He was never Uh once late, never once confused, never once deemed as having an issue with memory or thought processes at work by his colleagues or by his friends. Was CTE used by the WWE as a way to cover and bury the fact that this was something else? Hmm. I mean, that's an actual medical, like, I mean, that's like an actual medical condition. Tests tests, tests were ordered by WWE and done by WWE uh doctors. Hmm. Or the brain scans. So I can see why this case is so open to people to pick it apart. Because we don't know what happened. And there are so many things that don't add up. This is yeah. like this is like a conspiracy theorist dream. There is so much you could oh yeah pick apart and pull to pieces. Um, oh, Tasha, before we actually go into what the theory of the other theory of what could have happened is, what's your take on it? On these things like the the alcohol and being bound, and what's your take on the overall? For that one, I'm definitely leaning in Heather's direction of like some people like when something like this happens. And we don't get those answers. People look to every tiny little thing as, you know, especially with somebody that they don't want to believe could be capable of something like that. They're going to look for every possible reason they can find as to why it wasn't Mm -hmm. them. Um, And it's, I didn't know fully in detail, like how much in terms of business and stuff like that, that he handled himself. Um, Because I've kind of been leaning heavily into the CTE bandwagon. Um, yeah, it's it's tough too because like my my grandma's husband has dementia, and it's amazing that what's part of a routine sticks with them much longer. So you know, with normal day to day stuff, I can see where he would continue to function on a normal basis. Yeah, mm-hmm. but once it gets into more complicated stuff, it's kind of hard to 
to sort out how he would be able to maintain all of that unless he was had somebody helping him and just nobody said anything or maybe Nancy was helping him with that stuff yeah and and there are so I I look when I read that part of the conspiracy theory I literally dived straight into CTE and I dived into Alzheimer's and I dived into what the capabilities of people are who suffer with those illnesses Mm -hmm. Um, there are people who are incredibly high functioning with Mm -hmm. the later stages of Alzheimer's there are people with severe Alzheimer's who can still get up do their daily routine do everything they need to and as long as Tasha as long as they don't need to break that routine they will function perfectly but if something happens in their day that fucks their routine the whole world around them collapses because they've lost that rhythm of what they're doing and then they that's when they have an issue yeah so i i don't believe any of the conspiracy theories i'm I'm not gonna lie i think chris benoit was a a a family killer he's someone who had severe mental illness and that led him to kill his family Um, but i am going to tell you what the most common conspiracy theory is and this is a full theory (laughs) from start to finish this one (laughs) Um, so oh God. everything points to Kevin Sullivan. So mm-hmm. Kevin Sullivan was Nancy's first husband. Yes. And the theory is that Kevin Sullivan or Kevin Sullivan and a professional hitman killed Chris Benoit and their family. Now, when Chris and Nancy started to get together, Kevin Sullivan made a lot of death threats to Chris and Nancy. Now, I'm going to say right from the off, if Lisa left me for someone I wrote a storyline for her to work with, I would make death threats too. I don't think Mm. that's not, I don't think that's uncommon. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing strange in that. Um, He's spoken vocally saying that obviously he wrote a storyline and his words were, when you write a storyline for your wife to be in an affair with someone that you trusted, worked with and loved, you don't expect that to actually happen and her run off with effectively her co-star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fully yeah. with Kevin Sullivan on that. You don't, it's just not what the goal was when he wrote that story. No. <laughs> um, the tragedy that happened at the Benoit house happened on the 10th anniversary of Kevin and Nancy's divorce. Uh, there had also been a call that I deliberately didn't mention in the show. So Chris Benoit called Chavo. Um, they had a a long conversation and in that conversation Chris had to go to answer the door Uh, when he answered the door there was a scuffle and Chavo heard a scuffle heard lots of banging and thudding and the phone went dead it took Chavo six hours to get hold of Chris again and when he got hold of Chris again Chris said that he was fine and that he loved Chavo and he was not himself he was very docile and and dopey Mm -hmm. um this is a statement that's been repeated by wwe talent relations when chris rung them he was not himself he was sounded groggy and tired um and he also ended the call to wwe talent relations with i love you which no no one tells their boss they love them. They just don't. Um, no, I hate him. I hate him, my bosses. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to slag off my boss because I know he listens to the show. Hi. No, uh, we don't. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Uh, so the theory is that Kevin Sullivan and maybe an accomplice or two accomplices forced mm-hmm. their way into the Benoit home. They tied up Nancy. They made Benoit and Daniel watch Nancy be killed. They then made Benoit watch them kill Daniel. And then they killed Benoit, staging the scenes around the house Hmm. and then arranging for the wiki posts as well. Um, Thoughts? I just can't imagine. I mean, I know, you know, they played up like his satanic character and stuff like that in the show Calvin Sullivan's but I just cannot fathom 10 years after a divorce still being so invested in it that you're gonna come back and kill your ex-wife 
the dude she left you for and their seven-year-old son yeah like that is that is a whole new level of like patience and crazy i Um, I don't i just i cannot i don't mean no um, and him being the size that he was chris like I mean, even with Sullivan being a wrestler too, like what are the odds that they're going to come in and be able to subdue this guy that easily? Like no. he's going to bite tooth and nail. Yeah. So and, I, just, I think it's to, to subdue, to subdue a big man or a, a big man or a woman or anyone, to subdue someone yeah. who is on their own is one thing. If someone attacks me in the street, I would probably be subdued fairly easily. If someone tried to get into my house where my wife and my kids are, the only way they're subduing yeah. me is by me not breathing anymore. Yeah, I exactly. would fight to the absolute end to stop that happening. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think the conspiracy theory is is bullshit, and I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where I am going to upset people who believe this conspiracy theory. I think this is wrestling fans who loved and idolized Chris Benoit who cannot wrap their head around that he would do this. So they yeah. created this conspiracy theory to make them feel better about still loving yep. Chris Benoit. Blame game. Yeah. You can't, it can't it, just like Tasha was saying, why the fuck would after so many years, would he, what was he waiting exactly until this specific year? That doesn't, that just rationally yeah. doesn't make any sense. It would make more sense had he, you know, if he were to murder the family, he would have just murdered like Nancy and Chris or just Nancy because she's the yeah. one that like left him. I, it's right. just, it doesn't motive. It makes no sense. Uh, rationally, doesn't make any sense. I think, look, it, it sucked that what happened, like, you know, they divorced, but like, ain't nobody got time for that shit. I ain't waiting 10 years to kill somebody. Like, what the, yeah, no. the fuck? Like, I will forget the next week. Wait, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I, it's I, just, and I mean, I definitely accept where like it would be hard for them to kind of merge like being a fan with not mm-hmm. understanding what he did and everything. Because so many of the wrestlers yeah. interviewed in that documentary are like, you know, we love this dude and we admired him and everything else. Yep but we can't come to terms with what he did. So, I mean, if his, if the people who are closest to him have a hard time with that, like obviously fans out there, you know, fanatic or not, um, you know, that's, uh, that's a hard line. I don't even, I don't even watch him and I'm struggling with this because so many people have so many good things to say about him. Like it's hard to, to remedy like the feeling about what happened. And anyone who didn't watch wrestling at that time and doesn't watch wrestling, I I need to emphasize how big a star he was when this happened. He was as big as you can get in wrestling. He was Hulk Hogan level famous for his generation. He was incredibly gifted. He was a gifted wrestler, a brilliant entertainer and put on some of the best wrestling matches in history. He was well-loved and revered by everyone he worked with. He had no enemies at work. He had everyone thought he was great. He was great to work with. He, he worked hard. He put on great matches. He made lots of friends. And for that to then turn into what it did, I fully understand why everyone struggles with this. I, I genuinely, yeah. I, I understand. This would be like tomorrow, The Rock done this to his kids. And his wife. That is the level yeah. this is at. And that would be, again, there would be so many people who go, no, I don't believe it. Well, yeah. there'd be conspiracy theories flying out of everybody's ass. I mean, just the same with any, think about this. We've done the true crime so far. We're up to this many, you know, cases so far. There's conspiracy theories with every fucking case, even a hundred years ago. Yeah, these motherfuckers oh, love right. to stir the pot. <laughs> Y'all love it. Y'all can't just accept shit for how it is, and that people are garbage. And sometimes people have such mental health issues, and then sometimes people just do shit without explanation. Just get it through your head. You sometimes you just don't know, yeah. and you never will. 
which thank you i'm gonna leave the conspiracy theories there because heather's gonna mm-hmm. blow a gasket and because there's other stuff i want to talk about <laughs> uh, uh, um, the other thing i want to talk about is david benoit so david uh-huh. benoit is going to get a lot of attention from me now uh, he's made a lot a lot of noise recently and i i'm gonna voice some of my opinions and oh, i'm gonna upset the wrestling world and tough um so david benoit is a professional wrestler he's the son of chris and his his first wife and he wants to be a big name in the industry but feels that he is being held back yeah so he wants to wrestle and great i think that's wonderful um where Mm -hmm. i start having issues is he wants to wrestle under the name chris benoit jr because that's his middle name. And he wants to wear Ooh. the same wrestling attire as his father. Mm. Now, I asked the listeners what they thought about this. And 70% of them think he should be allowed to do that as a legacy and a tribute to his father. Tasha, mm. I'm going to let you take that first. Ooh, that's a... Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know where to start on that one. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's tough because seeing how he reacted to everything again in that documentary, like, you know, he said he was nothing but an amazing dad, like his whole life. And probably just like, you know, it's hard for everybody else to try to merge, you know, how they feel about what he did and how he was as a human. Like, man, I, that's so hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 do, do you think he should be able to use the name? Because obviously it's his name as well. So it, yeah. his name is yeah. David Crispin. Well, it's his middle name I mean, now. Come on. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, there could be a wrestler named Ted Bundy. And I mean, that's his name and it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to do about somebody's name? Hmm. Um. I, I think so for, I, for me, the issue I have is the the name doesn't bother me. Chris Benoit Jr., fine. I, I, yeah. I don't have a massive issue with that because, uh, yeah, fine. It, it's your name. You want to use it, use it. I don't have an issue with that. My issue lies with wanting to wear the same wrestling attire. And I know for a fact, having watched some of these guys' matches, he is a carbon copy of his father's wrestling style. He looks just oh, like yeah. his dad, too. Yeah, and he uses identical, and he uses the same moves minus the diving headbutt. That's the only thing he doesn't do the same. He still uses the cripple across face. He still uses the triple German suplexes, and I don't think you can do that. I just don't. I think it's wrong. I think it's mm. it's drawing attention to something that should not have attention drawn to it. There should be talks about. Yeah. CTE and the damage it done to Chris and that should be openly spoken about in the wrestling world and Chris Benoit's name should be mentioned on television to explain yeah. how bad these yeah. injuries can get but at mm-hmm. no point should you come back and glorify him by wearing his attire and doing the same moves I it, it's wrong I, yeah. it, it, I think it would not be in his um, success either to do that like, no. I think if people are that upset, they're not going, who's really going to be that supportive of that, that especially your conspiracy side, right? That are like totally against any rational reasons why Chris committed these crimes. I'm just saying, I don't think that his son needs to do that. First of all, I get it. Yeah, whatever. That's his middle name. But that's not that's not who he is. He is his own person. And his father is gone now. So if you want to make a pay a tribute to your father, you can do it in a different way. You can do wrestling. You can be a wrestler, but you need to have your own style and you can pay tribute in a different way. But I just feel like it's a little like tasteless to just do that because you're going to stir that fucking pot up and cause a lot of drama. The, the thing is, though, in yeah. honesty, someone will sign him. Someone will let him well, do this. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And the reason they will do mm. that is because it will generate attention and it will make bucket loads of money. They yeah, get, but, If they give yeah. him a character where he is a bad guy and he rides the bad guy wave where all the fans boo him and everyone hates him, 
they will make an absolute fortune and i think it's wrong and i hope that no wrestling promotion allows it to happen yeah well let's say this i don't know it's been so long ago right like is this still something currently that he's um trying to pursue yeah he's he's been interviewed recently and still how how old would he be now in 2022 he's in his Um, 30s late late 30s i would think think so right yeah Oh, I just don't agree with it. I just feel like, I mean, that's your dad and I get that. And nobody's ever going to feel the way that he feels about Chris. You know what I mean? Like he feel nobody is going to convince David that his dad was a monster or anything like that. Like that's not going to happen. Um, So I think he's, he was affected by this in a severe way as well. Cause watching the documentary, I mean, like, he could barely keep his shit together for most of it which which i understand like regardless that was your dad i don't know i just feel like hmm, i wouldn't do it i mean if like i wouldn't be comfortable in that situation i feel like the wwe kind of like created the potential for this to happen by just blacklisting that name like how they talk about how, you know, even Nancy yeah. like doesn't get credit for the things that she did because yeah. just the second you hear that name, everybody just shuts yep. down. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, by, by doing that, like they've created this opening for somebody to come in and, you know, whether it's him or <clears throat> I mean, most likely him, but you know, the opportunity to come in and just like tip everything that they've tried to do by sweeping it under the rug, like on its head. And it kind of removes yeah. some of their responsibility if they just don't talk about what happened. Yeah, I, I think it Not does. I, I think the thing that that should happen. So the WWE, when they do their Hall of Fame, they've got a a section that is is called the Warrior section, and it's um, mm-hmm. it's for people who are non wrestlers. They inducted a, a little boy who was a wrestling fan who died of cancer. Um, and they've inducted lots of people uh-huh. like that. I would argue if anyone mm-hmm. needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, it's Daniel and Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are the actual true victims. I mean, like, they're the true victims. Hmm. Uh, and if anyone yeah. needs to be recognised from what happened, it is them. Not Chris. Yeah. No one else. Yeah. Just them. Because they they done nothing wrong. No. No, especially, I mean, like, his son was seven years old. Like, no. You took an innocent life away. And regardless, this is my problem with it, is that even in the fucking documentary, and Chris Jericho was talking and other famous wrestlers that were he was friends with, they knew that he, something was not right with him. When Eddie died, when his best friend died, they should have went and got him medical fuck. He should have went and been treated. He should have quit wrestling. Yeah, because again, the one thing he loved was the one thing that that actually killed him. Mm. Like in, in in turn, because I think that's what happened, and you know he didn't get any help. I firmly don't feel like anyone really helped him. I don't know how him and Nancy's relationship was. You know, they said it was a little bit volatile at times, um, and part of that could be because of the the CTE, yeah. right? Because he's irrational yeah. and. I don't know if there was any domestic, but I would say like abuse and stuff. Um, I, I know I heard that they what they fought loudly and verbally fought, but um, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, you need to pay honor to the people. Nancy and Daniel did not deserve this under any circumstances, regardless of Chris and his disease illness, they did not deserve to die. It's absolutely no. asinine. No. And it's tough because, like, it's hard to say, you know, that saying, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Like, if he didn't want to get help, I mean, who's to say that, you know, it would have done any good. But then he had reached out to that, to the guy that was a retired wrestler about his concussions. Yeah, the the doctor that researched the CTE. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it kind of makes you wonder if he was going to be in the process of, like, recognizing what was going on and trying to get himself help, or if he just had a moment where he was like, you know what, let me just talk to him about this. And then just decided to ignore everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, 
as much as he was a great wrestler, I, I don't think he should be getting any kind of recognition. I, I genuinely oh. don't. I, I think I mean, ev- I don't either. everything he done in the ring will always be overshadowed by what he done at that weekend. And yes. there's nothing you can do to, to take away from yeah. that. Um, yeah. Moving into something a little bit lighter, because it's quite, quite heavy and horrible, this case. Uh, yes. Some media. So if you want to know more about Chris Benoit, there are a couple of places that I want to point you. Uh, the first place is where I pointed Heather and Tasha, and that is the dark side of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, that documentary that really is good. exceptional. Yes, it was very, very good. It was yeah. very informative, and actually, I was able to get so much information, so I didn't like, really have to, like, I mean, I still did my research, but it's like, it gives you a lot of details on stuff, so if yeah. you're curious, check it out. I watched it on Tubi. I think it was Tubi. Mm-hmm. So that's free, you know, free thing. Yeah, here in the UK, it's on all four, again, free. So it's available, readily available. You guys Um, don't have Tubi yet? No, we're still not at Tubi. Oh, man. Tubi hate hate us in the UK. Where are you, Tubi? (laughs) You would die if you had Tubi. They have some of the fucking most ridiculous horror films on there that you would, okay. It's a goldmine. It's trash. Not, you know, they don't have this really good quality film called Halloween um, H4. It's not on there, but I can't believe it's not. Love you, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other place I would point you to go to is Chris Jericho's podcast. That man mm. says what he wants and says yes. it as it is, and he doesn't pull his punches. And my yeah. God, as a as a wrestler, I admire him. I've watched a lot of his matches. I watched a lot of old wrestling matches. And Chris Jericho's an incredible wrestler. But his podcast, he has transcended the wrestling business into something where he just says, he says it as it is. He talks about all kinds of things that happen backstage. He talks about his life and about injuries and when he talks about Chris Benoit he talks about him with such love but also yeah says it as it is and I admire him for that he did he did it in the documentary I mean I I don't think he sugarcoated anything he never Mm -hmm. made it seem like just because he admired Chris it wasn't like okay that's excusable no he was very forefront like he did something horrible. And yeah. that takes, and you know, a lot of people might did. not admit that. Yeah. The episode that he did with Nancy's sister and her appearance yeah. on the dark side of the ring, I have mad respect. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have mad respect for that woman. Like, yeah. she, I feel like she handled everything so gracefully. And like how she talked about how, you know, Mm -hmm. she was told that the kids wanted nothing to do with her and that kind of thing. And she wouldn't, you know, she wasn't trying to throw anybody under the bus or anything like that. Um, And that she still like kind of embraces David as her family and everything else. Like she's, she's a badass. I think she is a a crazy person to be. I think she had, has to be strong enough um, to be able to deal with that because even though David is her nephew, it, it would be hard to face him knowing that he was the, his father was the one that killed her sister. So yeah. that's conflicting. And you have to be a strong person to still be able to show love and compassion for someone else. And it's not, and it's not David's fault. You know, like right. he didn't, he didn't do anything. Um, one thing that they never touched on, unless you guys can tell me is Megan, the daughter. I don't think I ever heard anything about her. No. I, no. I didn't hear no. any references. Maybe she stayed out of the, spotlight so to speak yeah she has so's um chris's oh. first wife as well been very they're not interested they, okay. they, they don't well, want part, they don't want part of this world that's probably for the best yeah. because some people i can understand that like i don't want to get involved in all this fucked up shit yeah and, and yeah. The, the final place yeah. i'm going to yeah. point people to go and this is mm-hmm. probably more aimed at wrestling fans but i will aim it at the general audience as well uh go to google yeah. Google Chris Benoit's top five matches and just watch what this guy could do in the ring. Mm. Set aside everything that he'd done. 
and watch him as a performer and an athlete. And if you watch wrestling now and you didn't mm-hmm. watch it then, go and watch this guy and compare him to what you've got now. He was a phenomenal star. He was, yeah. he captivated the audience. He held the audience in the palm of his hands with his promos. He's brilliant on the mic, incredibly gifted technical wrestler, incredibly gifted extreme wrestler, and probably arguably one of the most gifted showmen in the history of wrestling. So that would be the last place I would Mm -hmm. point you to. Go and have a look at what this man done outside of his crimes, because although the crimes will always define him, I think you need to see what he'd done in the ring to fully understand him, to see what drove Mm -hmm. him, what made him the man he was, was what he'd done in the ring. Regardless of that caused him to do the horrible things he'd done, that guided his life his entire life from the age of 12 right up until he committed those crimes. And I think to get a true grip of him, you need to see what he'd done in the ring. I would recommend anyone to watch him wrestle. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would check it out just to be curious because all we saw was small clips in the documentary. So of course they didn't show a whole lot, but I mean, you could tell that it was his life when someone has a passion that deep. I mean, I I hate to say it, but he was born for the destruction of what happened. Like this was his life. Yeah. Believe it if you believe in fate and destiny, that that's all on you, whatever you believe in. But I'm not necessarily saying that. But I think once he got into that wrestling world, that was it. That sealed his fate, so to speak. Yeah. There, you know, wasn't much turning back from there. No, I'd agree with that. Um, I think we're kind of wrapped on extended cut. We've we've riled yeah. Heather to the point that she's she, she's ready to hurt someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always <laughs> ready to hurt somebody. So anyways. Um, <laughs> so next month, I thought these were going to be like some of the worst potential cases we've ever had. Um, uh-huh. However, after this case, I'm actually looking forward to one of these. Uh, oh, so we're looking, <laughs> we're, we're looking at super killers. So these are people who had numerous, and I say numerous victims. So we're looking at either Gary Ridgway, Clementine mm-hmm. Barbadet, mm-hmm. Mr. Ted Bundy, who I know Heather would mm. be very excited to get. I know way too much anyways. <laughs> or, or finally, uh, John Wayne Gacy. I know mm. way too much about him too. Uh, it's and, not okay. <laughs> and, and next month we're going to be joined by my co-host of Horror <gasps> Movie Review. Uh, Mark is going to take a step into true crime and it will be the first oh, time goodness. on true crime where I, it'll be the first time I've had mm-hmm. since you've become co-host, both of you on together. It's going to take You're my so boy, Mark. Long. You're it's my boy, Blue. <laughs> so much editing. He's going to get required. a quiz, right? Uh, yeah. I cannot... Wait, okay, but this quiz, he can, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and say it now, shut up, don't complain about it. This quiz, he'll be fine, because this is more of a just, like, this is an easy, I'm going to say it's an easy quiz, but it is a lot more forgiving. Scott's other quiz can kiss my ass, actually. It's hard. And I understand why Mark gets mad, because, like, that one is hard. But this is a fun, like, just pay attention, do your research. You pretty much got it. There you go. I'm excited. Um, And Tasha, you get to um, you get to hear Tasha again because she's going to join me and Mark over on Horror Movie Review, and we're going to look Yay. at Wreck. Heck yeah! Uh, we're, we're oh, gonna I, do... you know what? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that movie. Oh yeah, definitely worth a watch. You'll like that, Heather. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. so so Tasha's going to find out how hard that quiz is because she's going to take that on as oh, well. Oh, Tasha, <laughs> you might stop. Fall. You might not follow him anymore i'm scared i'm scared for when i get to it myself i'm fucking terrified because i'm like you can't study for it that's the problem like it doesn't matter how much you think you know when he asks you the question you're like i'm so stupid that's how you feel like i swear i swear it's so hard it's gonna be so hard i'm excited um I have Tasha. to at least get one because I have to be tied with Angel's will. rotten tail. No, you, yeah. you'll get you'll get one. So when Angel was on, you provided some questions. I am gonna 
I'm going to throw something to Angel and give her the option to get a bit of revenge and put some of the questions in for you oh, no. as well. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I, think that's only, I think that's only fair. Um, oh, goodness. Tasha, thank you so much for, for coming on, not just for absolutely the main episode, but Extended Cut. You've given up a huge chunk of your day to, to be with us. <laughs> oh, it was it was nice to find, like, I've been, you know, I just drove 12 hours back from New York and stuff. So I was oh, wow. just listening to podcasts and stuff, like, the whole time. So I've been, like, dying for the chance to talk about this finally so yeah it's because you, you were booked <laughs> to finally ages, get it out yeah well you were booked ages ago so we knew this was happening almost a month ago and it's mm-hmm. been like a month wait and this episode I'd say probably for all of us has been the most research any of us have done because yeah I, I know especially for me I know dick about wrestling <laughs> I, I knew I knew even less about this case and yeah, I, I didn't know anything. No, and then when I started investigating, I was like, I don't want to know anything about this case. I hate this case. <laughs> well, can I say I did know one thing about wrestling? Like, I did know that Hulk Hogan had a sex tape. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. Are, are I haven't you, seen are, it. Are you on like some sort of promo team for Hulk Hogan where you're pushing his sex tape and getting money on the back of it? <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> There's a plot twist. <laughs> no, I'm not. His hair is stupid. Have you ever seen his hair? Uh, do, uh, do you want? Do you want to know the worst thing about his sex tape? So I know a little is bit Dana? about his. Uh, I've not seen it, but I do know Me that either. it's with his his wife, who is now his wife. Um, who what? Who what? Oh, it wasn't at the time. I think is now, but it was. It's is one of his daughter's friends who is thirty three yeah. years thirty three years younger than. Him. I think her name is Heather too, which just is like I can't help that. Ooh, I ain't do it. Yeah, brother. I didn't have sex with Hulk Hogan. I have nightmares now. Uh, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find it now, and I'm gonna be so disappointed if he doesn't say. I tell you something, brother. Check out my big python. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. Something my cock. Anyways, that's enough. That's enough. I have to go wash my mouth out with soap. Oh my god! I just said I can't believe I said the CMCK word. I'm sorry. I'm actually not sorry. Well, sorry, uh, Heather. I, I, I think it's a good place, Heather, for you it's to sign us, sign us off before you get us cancelled. Whatever, Scott. You love me. Okay, guys. Look. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to another edition of Extended Cut. We have talked enough, okay? So we're about to fucking end the shit because this is what Extended Cut is all about. We tired, but we love you guys. Stay safe. And of course, always stay spooky. Bye. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the You Run Podcast. Don't forget, you can get involved in the show in so many ways. All you need to do is head over to yourunpodcast.com. Yeah, you don't want it to sound like you're literally reading from a script. Oh, shit. Sorry, Heather. That's right. This is your show. It's fun. It's different. It's like nothing else out there. This is your true crime. This motherfucker.